Thanks for tuning into our podcast. We love having you here, and it's our mission to bring you all the latest and greatest tips, skills, and know-how to make you the best that you can be. We know that you have it in you, and we're going to show you how. Now, now, let's get started. Are we live? We're doing it. TPB crew is live. Technology does what it says it should do. There you go. It's always a bonus, isn't it? Love yeah. it when technology comes together. Yeah. Hey, man. How good's, uh, how good's the nice T-shirt there? What's up? Oh, look at that. Brothers. How good. So good. I actually, uh, it's good. We've got a good stack of like 20 of them in the office because this is my other shirt. And I thought, I can't, can't go on the live with my uh, white shirt on there. So grab another one from the box. As if uh, people didn't know the difference between us already. So for anybody that's tuning in, this is the first time that you're uh, in our community, first time potentially watching this. Uh, Cam, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, Cam, uh, Cam Upton here, Marketing Manager for TPB. Uh, also help a lot of our members with their marketing uh, strategies, tactics, getting more lead for, the, for their business too. 100%. And uh, Crikey, you must have, um, between four, if we were just looking at uh, getting leads for residential construction, and the contract value of that, uh, you'd probably be up around the billion dollar mark at the moment, right? Well, yeah, man, it definitely adds up when it's, you know, 500 grand a lead and whatnot for, uh, you know, home extension or a uh, addition. Yeah. Uh, you're damn right, adds up pretty quickly. So yeah, I should start telling that up, eh? it'd be a pretty good number. Yeah, 100%. And uh, if anybody's tuning in hasn't seen my ugly mug yet, my name's Owen Chambers, General Manager here at Professional Builder. Uh, we help great builders build great businesses. So. We got a good treat in store for you today, guys. Uh, we want to unpack and kind of dive a couple of layers deeper on a, a case study that we shot with a member from the Hutt Valley. Uh, this is actually a couple of months back. Okay, so it's a little bit dated, but the principles and the tactics and the things that we're going to unpack today, 100% still apply. Mm. So let me make sure that the technology here works. We're just going to jump across and uh, start working. Yeah. And uh, just a bit of backstory on these guys. They were, when they first came to us, they were uh, on the smaller side of things, doing some really small kitchen, bathrooms, smaller renovations, decks, fences, that kind of thing. Uh, and uh, really quickly, I, th I think the average contract size was around sort of 20 to 30K. Uh, and, you know, one of the biggest things we identified is that, you know, they were both working as a team far too hard for far little, far too, uh, too small a paycheck, um, you know, and, and all too common, like working too hard in the business, far too many hours uh, and just a few pivotal things that we managed to switch with them uh, got a real drastic result. So got their average dollar sale around the 200 to 300 K mark at the moment it means they can do less jobs, make more money on it, less stress, less project management, less admin, less invoicing uh, takes away a lot of that time and stress involved with it, but uh, still a growing business. Um, so yeah, got the technology up there. Yeah, looks to be working. Uh, we love working with these members, so let's jump right into it and we can uh, pause and play as we go to uh, unpack things with you guys. Yep. G'day, Marty. We're, um, we're a local business in the, in the Hutt Valley, service the Hutt Valley area. Uh, we specialise in major renovations, alterations and additions. Predominantly, I was in labour. I just want to stop straight away. <laughs> so, we love our members from Wellington. Uh, Nikki and Corey here. Uh, perfect members, I would say, because we look for people that we partner with who are either looking to fill a time gap or a knowledge gap. And uh, we helped them with both these things. They knew where they wanted to go. They had a good idea of the business they wanted to build, but they wanted to do it faster. We helped them do that. And uh, full credit to them as well. 
they worked the plan, they did the work, they ticked off the strategies and they grind, uh, they, they, they put the grind in and they got the results. And uh, full credit to these guys as we go through this stuff, but I've stopped here for a reason. And that site sign is awesome, okay? Now, a lot of people, when they do their site signs, they go, I want it to look sexy. I want it to be branding. And they just put their logo on it. Yep, doesn't do anything for anyone, right? So many elements you've got to tick off uh, when doing marketing in general, but especially doing your site signage, if this is what you want to uh, want to do, and, and you should be chucking these on the sites that you're working on. So straight off the bat there, right at that top right-hand side, pictures of the owners, no like, and trust. You know, how many times have you dealt with a company, let's say amazon.com, sure everyone knows Jeff Bezos, but if you get on the line with customer service, who are you going to talk to? Anyone, right? You don't know, they're just a faceless corporation. So if you're going to look at, you know, renovating your home, you know that you're going to be talking or, you know, based from the sign, you're going to be talking to Nikki or Corey straight at the top of that, uh, that sign just there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What else we got on? Uh, yeah, 100%. So um, the next big thing there is we've got a huge picture of the type of work that they do and a really nice open-ended question. Okay. So that positions them as uh, in their niche, uh, as an authority in their niche. Okay. So they, you can see that they do excellent work. And the big goal here is to make sure that you, are specializing the kind of work that you do and they've chosen this sign here uh, to go on a renovation and addition here uh, they've got their website there and they've got a uh, you know call to action and an email address there nikki that's pretty obviously nikki up in the top right corner okay so we love this sign we want signs that generate you leads don't just generate you uh you know uh the warm fuzzies of having put a site sign up and ticked a box we want ones that actually create an roi for you and generate your leads. And these types of signs that position you as an authority in your niche are the kind of signs that do that. Yeah. And I just before, before you on. jump, just before you jump in, you can do one better on that. And uh, you don't even have to pay for these as well. Mm -hmm. uh, you see there's a couple of logos on the bottom left-hand side there. Those are from uh, associations that they're a part of. But if you were to put on the bottom there, some of your local merchants or hardware stores, you can then go to them and say, hey, I'm gonna put these on all my sites. I think you should pay for them. And they'll go, yeah, that's free advertising for me and they'll pay for your site signage too. So it might only be a couple hundred bucks per sign, but it's money you don't have to spend along the way. Yeah, 100%. Sometimes uh, members do this with their info packs as well and their wow information, uh, so their wow information packs, uh, getting their suppliers and their subs to fund their activity. So uh, we won't go too deep into this because uh, if you we want a little bit more, then, you know, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Go to, the, go to the membership site in all honesty, like uh, all the trends are there and you can unpack it there. Yep. Labor only building for a lot of years, 18 years I suppose roughly. So Nikki and I moved into doing full contract stuff now. At the moment, uh, Corey and I, the management team. Um, so I take care of the marketing and, and the team, keeping the culture pumping and everybody happy in their role. Corey's project managing and sales and also a little bit on site stuff keeping an eye on the boys. We've got two builders at the moment and two apprentices and a labourer. Before most of it was new builds, labour and new builds, we're now it's more full contract alteration additions, predominantly, yeah. So that's the, the biggest change, going from myself and the apprentice to now um, you know, on the tools obviously, to now just project managing and you know, managing the guys and then doing sales visits, pricing and all that sort of carry on that comes along with main contracts. You want to stop that one there, Alan. Some really good points along there. And I'm sure I just saw from the look on your face, some really good stuff as well. Uh, fully transparent. I haven't watched this video in, uh, you know, since we released it. So a little bit rusty on it, but it's always good to pick up new things from there. Uh, 
couple of things from that I picked up. When he first started, he was on the tools with the apprentice doing everything himself, okay? Uh, and I think we've spoken about this before, but if you want to model uh, successful people and what they're doing, they're not on the tools. They hire people that can do that skill for them and do it well and, and project manage and supervise that. But he's now project manager and sales, all right? And really, really critical part of the business is sales, marketing, and project management rather than being the person doing the work. And he's now got those people slotted into the role with the uh, KPIs and KPAs for them to be held accountable. And uh, obviously allowed him to then go and sign bigger jobs and grow the business while the team on site were doing that for him. So just thought I'd chuck that feedback in there. 100%. Corey is a perfect example of somebody who has delegated to elevate. So when we talk about, uh, <clears throat> when we talk about you uh, on your business journey and maybe you're here, wherever here is, for Nick and Corey, it was doing labor-only contracts. And when you want to get up here, wherever this might be for you, for a lot of the members, it's what we call your business maturity date, your quote-unquote finish line for the business. The big milestone for Nick and Corey was to full contract off tools, okay? And that's a goal that a lot of members that join us have, okay? Uh, other people have different business maturity dates. Maybe they want to structure their business for sale. They want to structure a buy-in. Maybe they want to have multiple locations. Maybe they want to only work two days a week. It's entirely different for everybody. But wherever you are, wherever you want to get to, you're not going to only have to acquire new skills, but you're also going to have to stop doing certain things that aren't going to help you get to where you want to get to. All right? And for, Nick and for, for Corey, sorry, it was moving off the tools and delegating some of the repeating and recurring tasks to his team so that he could do a better job of the more important tasks, uh, of the high margin activities, things like pricing, positioning, sales, marketing, project management, controlling labor, materials, subtrades, not missing any variations and negotiations with subs, merchants, and suppliers, okay? So when we talk about delegate to elevate, we talk about getting rid of and leveraging yourself from site with the repeating and recurring tasks, making sure that you have a team just like Corey's got here, okay? You train and retain that team well. And I think Corey and Nikki are gonna unpack how they do that in just a moment, but Corey did a fantastic job of leveraging himself from site. Then with that extra time, what he didn't do was just kind of get sucked back in or, or stay in that in that in the doldrums of working on things that night kept him nice and busy but weren't particularly productive. He elevated himself to work on high margin activity. And high margin activity are activities that improve your front end margin and improve your back end margin. And the nine margin levers that we attack immediately is just the lowest hanging fruit. They're not an exhaustive list, but it's the lowest hanging fruit of our nine margin levers. And like I said before, that's pricing positioning, sales and marketing, that's controlling labor, materials and subtrades, variations, material rates, payment dates with the subs, suppliers and merchants. We'll dive a little bit deeper into that and we have in the past in some of our other videos. So scroll back and look at our, some of our other videos if you want us to unpack margin. But uh, let's continue on here because uh, I love hearing from Nick and Corey. I, I've said it already, but I love these guys. Apprentice to now, um, you know, on the tools obviously, to now just project managing and you know, managing the guys and then doing sales visits, pricing and all that sort of carry on that comes along with main contracts. A lot of changes to be honest. We um, didn't have a website. Um, we'd used one before in the past and it was terrible and couldn't make any changes to it and uh, now have a good website up and running. Facebook, we're doing a lot of Facebook marketing at the moment. Um, a big 
problem we had about a year ago was a bit of obscurity. No one knew who we were, what we did. Um, awesome at what we did, but yeah, just no one knew about us. So um, spent a lot of time marketing and doing some Facebook posts. Cam, you helped them a little bit with their marketing, didn't you? I think uh, from memory, you did an over-the-shoulder coaching session. You did yep. a couple of other lives, a couple of one-on-ones. Uh, unpack the strategy with them and then walk them through step by step the actual implementation and process yep. with them. Yeah. Uh, some of the results were epic, like we've kind of already touched on them, but for example, they went from labor only to full contract. They had a pipeline that gave them confidence to be able to hire the right kind of guys for Corey to step off the tools and into that new role of project management sales. And you gave Nikki the framework to know what to execute at what point to get results. So do you want to walk us through you know, any of those parts of what worked for them and yeah. how you did it? Yeah, 100%. So a couple of things that uh, obviously you touched on there is, is you know, and, and she mentioned as well, obscurity. No one knew who they were or what they did. So one of the biggest things, obviously, uh, you can't sell a secret, right? <laughs> so you actually have to be putting your name out there and, uh, and telling people what you do and telling people how you can help them and making offers, more importantly. So one of the big things that people do when they mention social media is that they're just putting uh, random posts up about their dog and things like that. You, you need to be making offers to people, okay? And the best way to do that is through uh, social media, uh, online ads, uh, your website. You know, you could do it offline with flyers and uh, postcards. You do strategic alliances. So many different ways to do it. But for these guys, the biggest one that we made a difference was uh, the website and the online marketing, okay? So first we start off with um, some really quick fire strategies. We do the TPB quick grab, and that's all about getting leads today. All right, and get leads tomorrow, the next day, really, really cheap, but it's not a long-term strategy. Uh, and the, the point of that one is to get that one live while you work on other things like getting the website up, then move to a few more longer term strategies, okay, uh, which are going to feed you for the next sort of six to 12 months, and then move to sort of kick back a bit and let the, the relationships and the, the long-term marketing work for you. Okay, so... We like to layer these different uh, marketing avenues on each other so that they work from day dot. Okay, you get the results from you know within the next 24 hours for a lot of our members, and then obviously once we get that stuff moving and getting getting some leads locked in and some work locked in, then we move to those longer term strategies. So uh, a lot of help that we sort of spoke about with Nikki, did a few sessions with, uh, and sort of went through some of the trainings and templates that we had, and uh, you know proofs in the pudding as to what they were getting there. Mm. I love, uh, so you're bang on, like we, we lay those strategies, short-term, mid-term, long-term, don't we? So short-term, what can we help you with? And fill your pipeline with some immediate leads today. Uh, mid-term, what can we work on that's going to, uh, you know, fill the fill the calendar with some, uh, some filler jobs or, you know, next six to 12 months? And then long-term, what can we have a process and a system that delivers us consistent, uh, reliable, qualified leads of the right kind for what you want to do so that you can book your calendar 12 months plus and so you're able to then have the confidence to bring on team. But what we also need to do is we need to do the mathematics and the economics around it, right? Because we cannot be just throwing money into a bottomless pit of online advertising or social media yep, you know, or okay. SEO or any of this crap. That's we need right. to be making sure that we, for every dollar we put in, we're getting a big return on that investment because marketing is an investment and with any investment, you should be looking for the best return possible, right? So pro tip real quick before we move on, if anybody ever sends you a quote, like uh, like one I got through from one of the members this week said, hey Cam, can you take a look at it? And they mentioned the word branding more times than I can count. 
the figure at the bottom was around the $70,000 mark. Okay, nearly fell off my chair. Uh, just steer clear, right? Branding is not a thing that you need to focus on when you're a small business. If you're Coca-Cola, it's a different story. But branding is something for the bigger guys. We need to work on direct response. We want to know every dollar we put in, how many dollars we're going to get back, okay? So that's the only thing we focus on uh, to, to obviously get a return on that dollar. So 100 uh, all right, so once you've generated the leads, what happens to the sales process? So question here on the screen, what changes have you made to your sales process? Yeah, the sales process has been good. Well, yeah, we didn't have one whatsoever. Um, yeah, no marking, no sales. So although the sales process is not complete, um, we do have something that we follow now. So from when our customers make initial inquiries on our online website forms, bits and pieces like that, um, to then you know, going down to who's doing what. So Nikki will start with the marketing, then it gets carried down to me. I'll do an on-site consultation with our, with our clients and prospects and work, work through there until it goes over to pricing and, and so on. Some of that's actually been updated in some of our more recent trainings uh, with the automation and, uh, and other things as well. So uh, we should probably look back and uh, help them update that. Cam, I might just make a note. Yeah, 100%. Nice. Because we were doing labour aid, I wasn't doing a lot of pricing at all, but um, right out the gate, I was not sure how it was all going to go, to be honest. Pretty wary about um, doing pricing at all with um, customers. We weren't too sure whether you know, they were in the financial position to even do some of the work. Probably one of the biggest things through TBB is we're now pricing, uh, charging for our quotes. We do that sort of job by job, we have a look at it, um, and that's a way to see how uh, committed the clients are, you know, so we're not wasting too much time pricing for people that probably aren't quite ready or out in a financial position to, to do the projects they would like to do. So really quickly there, stop for 10 seconds and just go charging for quotes, right? We're getting commitment from the client, okay? The first thing people are gonna say is, you can't charge for quotes. Everyone else does them for free, okay? That's why we back it up one step to what we just mentioned, is that we're doing our marketing and then we're getting the lead flow come through so you have confidence that you've got the deal flow. Then you're putting them through the sales process that they didn't have that they plug and played our uh, sales process into their business okay with the phone scripts with the uh, quality uh, sorry with the questionnaires with the um uh you know the, everything else we go through with that sales process there to, to qualify people okay it means you're only dealing with people that are not going to waste your time when you charge for those quotes you're getting commitment and obviously everyone else that hasn't come through that process would have wasted your time anyway you would have done a free quote and you would have been sitting on your hands would have just wasted, you know, a couple of days worth of work pricing that job. So uh, it all works in conjunction with each other. Yeah, 100%. The two first two headlines of the, of the sales module on the uh, accelerator program is the three micro commitments, right? Charging for your professional services is one of those three micro commitments. And uh, the other one is, um, uh, oh my gosh, I just mind blanked entirely. Um, three micro commitments and oh yes you can't you're right you can't charge for quotes that's why we don't charge for quotes you charge for your professional services there's a difference between giving a free quote and you charging for your quote we're not comparing apples with apples here you're creating an offer yep. that is different to a charging for quotes okay so uh the the second module of the uh, charging for, of the sales process and the accelerator is um is uh you can't charge for your for your quotes <laughs> Um, a lot, yeah. We, we've always been really motivated people um, and passionate about what we do, but 12 months ago it was 
busy being busy, you know, flat out, but just a lack of direction. So now we've got that clarity, we're even more laser focused on where we want to be, um, and that in turn, that gives you a lot of confidence, so. Yeah, it's huge. Um, the last 12 months, which is about when we joined you guys at TPV, um, I do a lot of reading bits and pieces as well. So, you know, on sort of business and, and mindset and stuff like that. Um, and, but having the resources now, you can sort of help you and have that motivation is good, but then using the resources that you guys have got just helps give some clarity about what we're going to do. Um, it is still really hard, there's a lot of work that's got to go into it, but at least it gives you, yeah, you sort of mapped out what you've got to do. So if you commit the time to it, um, we're starting to see the rewards from, from those efforts. More confident, um, and we can see that our team are behind us as well. Um, we're really picky with who we have on board and only have like-minded people. They can see that we're driven and focused to provide an awesome environment for them and an awesome um, result for our clients. So it just makes the whole team work together in the same direction. Okay, I can add a bit to that too. Yeah, I know it's definitely on site with our guys in the past. It was sort of I was brought up in the days where you sort of did what you were told to do and, and that was it. But no, I'm not quite like that anymore. And now it's about good relationship building with, with your guys. Now, now I'm 100% confident when I walk away from site, our guys are working just as hard, if not harder, when I'm away from the site now, so it's, um, it's pretty encouraging. And that's from yeah, all the work that Nicky and I have done to making sure the environment's right, investing in the guys, taking the guys to the rugby and stuff like that, and yeah. Action. So, yeah, there's a lot of hard work involved, but you can't just do it in little bits when you feel like it. It's a consistent process. And yeah, when you can start seeing traction and you've you know, the ball's rolling and you can see the benefits that you're getting from the work that you're putting in, then, you know, just snowballs and you can just see that you're going to succeed even further. Just what you said, actually, that professionalism. You know, like, all our guys are kitted the same uniform. Um, so when the customers see that, there's this massive trust there. They know that, um, that the guys are we're just this big team. Um, I talk a lot, actually, to our team about, you know, the guy that's labouring to the guy that's doing the sales, the pricing, you know, they're all equal. Um, there's no difference. So everyone feels that, and including the, including the customers. And I think when you um, when you seem to be communicating and, and working with your with your team on that level, the customers just it builds this real no like trust um, about about your business. Stop you there real quick, Alan. Uh, one of the common things we've noticed across. All of these case studies, all these, these success stories we have with members is they all say the same thing around, we just look so professional now in the client's eyes. Hence the name, the professional builder, right? It seems to come across with everything that we do. Does the client see all the stuff that you implement and turns you into more of a professional businessman uh, or business person, okay? If you've got quality assurance checklists, if you've got the team all rowing in the same direction, if you've got the communication pattern with them, all of these things, you know, really stack up to make you a professional builder, okay? Hence the name, hence what we're working towards is helping everyone, you know, builders become professional builders and more more appropriately businessmen, right? Not just a builder. 100%. Yeah, so on the numbers side of things, we um, used to do sort of thirty dollars to $40,000 labour only jobs. That would take, again, just myself, that might have taken us sort of four months to do, something like that, approximately where now our projects would be somewhere around the 250 to 300k type jobs now, full contract jobs. 
Um, I use a pricing system that generates a 20% margin in all our pricing. Um, we have a turnover goal of 1.3 million from, from April this year to April next year um, with a 20% margin which is a 260k gross profit. So that's our goal and um, also working with our accountant monthly um, closely to make sure we're tracking in the right direction with that as well. 20% margin minimum. Your GP should always be between 20 to 25%. Expenses, 8 to 12. Net profit, 10 to 15. Write it down, know it, look at it every month. And if you need help, get some help. I've spent the last nine months, I suppose, putting a lot of information. I'm using Cakestruck to do all my pricing, but I've had to take all the pricing from different trades and, and suppliers and put it all in there. So it's not something you can buy off the shelf. I mean, the software you can, but not the way that I've built it into there. Because we're just doing our first major project, it's not until it's going to be finished that we can back cost through that, seeing the hours. Because we also, the guys, use a time clock system. So we've get, we've invested in phones for all the guys, and they use they so they clock in and clock out, and it's all GPS and that sort of carry on. So at the end at the end of the job, we'll be able to go back through that system and check all the hours on each job. Controlling your labour, remember I said one of the five back-end margin strategies, controlling labour, materials, subtrades, variations, negotiations, those are the five lowest hanging pieces of the fruit. What Corey's talking about there is tracking, controlling labour. That's going to have a huge impact on profitability, it means that the 20% going in almost certainly can guarantee that there will be little to no margin creep, so it comes out at 15, there should be margin gain, it comes out at 22, 23 on a fixed price contract. A few years ago we everything was on paper, folders everywhere and I had great pleasure a few weeks ago just chucking it all in the shredder bin, <laughs> so felt so good after that. Eh? <laughs> um, so now everything's in the cloud, um, so when we are away from home and do payroll, everything, invoicing, everything under the sun can be all done mobile, so that's huge for us. Um, another good benefit is Corey was working nearly six, seven days a week really, mm. um, and late nights too, so that's massively reduced, so it's generally just your normal work hours, um, who do the odd sales meeting at night. Um, in terms of confidence, yeah again, a lot happier in ourselves, um, and then that has a roll on effect to our kids, so we not only want to be successful in our business, but you know, successful in our family life too, and that is evident with the kids, so we want to be Present. Yeah, well, like I said, I was working those those lot, you know, long days, weekends, um, and I still actually am. I'm still working those time, but I'm not physically anymore. You know, so it's not on the tools as well. And then came to come in price, so I'm doing all my pricing in the morning. So I do get up pretty early um, and then get that out of the way, and then head up to do my management stuff. But yeah, it, but I'm you know, I'm exercising um, five days a week pretty much. I'm able to do that now. So because I get up in the mornings and do my paperwork, I get out exercise before I hit the sites, and it puts me in a massive positive frame of mind, you know, that's for the customer, um, all the employees, it's, it's huge, makes a huge difference, just, just sets your day up. Yeah, real quick there, Owen, just want to tap that button. So you need to look after yourself first and foremost, the amount of people we speak with who have been doing this 20, 30 years on the tools, it's hard on the body, right? As you get older, it doesn't get any easier, right? Rolling out of bed, you're feeling stiff, you know, you need, you need to uh, use the heat packs later on at night, go to the, uh, the physio to, to deal with injuries and things like that. So you need to be looking after yourself, working fewer hours, okay? So one of the first things we do 
is get your time back, right? First, one of the first things, regardless of the program you jump on, all about getting your time back. And uh, that's going to vary across where you're currently at as to the exercises that you do. But we always go through that freedom finder to get your time back so that then you can focus on your health and wealth. Like Corey's saying, gets up, gets the uh, the key, you know, high value task done in the morning, like the pricing. Um, and then uh, that's obviously money, money generating, then gets out some exercises because now's the time to, you know, look after his body. And then he can run through in the rest of the business. No point stacking that at the end of the day. Otherwise, if something goes wrong on site, that delays everything. You don't get the key uh, money generating activities done in the evening. So all about stacking your day in the right way uh, and ultimately looking after yourself as well. Yeah, 100%. Bottom of the builders ladder is physical, mental fitness. Don't take care of that. Cash flow, margin, profitability, team, systems, hiring, firing, your BMD, sales, marketing. It's all redundant because if you're not right, the rest of it's built on a shaky foundation. So 100%. Not to think that they're alone or they're the only people like that and be embarrassed about not knowing everything. Um, everybody doesn't know everything, so go to people like TPB who fully focus uh, on builders. So um, we've had coaches before in the past that was real general um, across all professions and we really felt that we needed specialists, so that's why we went to TPB. Yeah, very similar to Nikki. Obviously with the TPB career, being specialist in the building coaching, so stuff is, is, is perfect. Um, but probably bigger for me too is I really like the one day events, I actually love them, getting up there and, and getting around talking to the other builders, I can really, um, I can relate you know, to them and actually hearing some of their challenges like, man I'm actually, <laughs> my challenges aren't actually as much as I thought they were, right, so, and um, yeah, talking to people that, other, I mean we're still pretty early as well, but there are people that are even a little bit fresher than us. Um, being up there at the one day events, there's people that are sort of a bit further ahead of us so you can get to see where you were, where you are and where you potentially could be. Um, oh, yeah, I see massive value in that, it's, it's really helpful. Uh, oh and hit that button real quick, three things you need, right, for success, content, coaching and community, okay. We could give you every single template, tool, resource, training that we've got, okay that would not guarantee your success. There'd be a, a very small select few that would take the information and turn it into reality, but you need to have the coaching alongside it because we've got 131 different strategies you can use. You need to know which one's gonna pull the biggest lever right now to make the biggest difference in your business, okay? So that's the coaching side of things, along with accountability to get it done. The last thing is community, right? It's always good, like Corey is saying, to be in and around people who are doing the same thing as you either people that you can help and chat with around the, a similar level to you or earlier, and also to be around people that have been there, solved your next big challenge, and they might've just solved that recently. You can chat with them, uh, see what they did, get some feedback on how they solved that challenge, all, right, all through networking with the community. So that's why we have Facebook group, the private communities, the online masterminding sessions to orchestrate you know, that key part of it. Yeah, you want to be part of the rising tide that lifts all boats? rather than uh, surrounding yourself with people that aren't gonna lift you up and motivate you. And also, the industry is notoriously tight-lipped, right? Yeah. You know, there's very few other places where you can go and genuinely discuss your margins, your challenges, your hiring, your firing. Like, none of this would, like, you know, not helpful, not applicable, oh, vagueness when you chat with somebody at the bar. This is in the meat and potatoes, the brass tacks, exactly how it's going to work. Uh, and you get to see from people, like Corey said, ahead of where you are, where you're at today, and where you have come from. It's incredibly inspiring, incredibly motivating. We actually just held, held our last uh, summit 
uh, last Friday. Uh, we had a panel discussion on material rises, uh, price rises and material delays. Uh, if you want a replay of that discussion, panel discussion with uh, Zane Beckett from ZB Homes, winner of Deloitte Fast 50, New Zealand's fastest growing company, 2017 or 18. And uh, Chris Fairburn, one of the directors at Placemakers, Marty uh, Amos, founder of Professional Builder, and Russell Clark, owner of Licensed Renovations, renovation expert here in Auckland. Then uh, all you need to do is drop replay down in the comments below and we'll get that to you. But further ahead of us, so you can get to see where you were, where you are, and where you potentially could be. Um, oh, yeah, I see massive value on that. That's really helpful. Goals, yeah, is actually to have a, a really well-oiled machine, really. Um, yeah, systems and processes um, are huge for us, um, so that we can free up our time. Nikki talked about a lot being in the, you know, in the cloud and the software, not stuff that I'm extremely good at it yet, but um, I definitely, we work those extra hours because of, to achieve that, and to have those systems and processes in place and build that great culture is gonna free up our time uh, in the future, give us a better quality of life, so that's why we do what we do. Not only do we want to be successful ourselves, obviously, but we want the guys who work for us to be successful too. So not only you know, is our team, but in their personal lives as well. So if, if they're winning at work, then they're winning at home. So that, again, is huge for us. Um, we want to grow, um, just keep our team growing and growing, continue with our niche of alterations and additions and stick to that, not be a jack of all trades you know so we think that's really important to stick to what what you're best at um, yeah just keep growing keep going and um, enjoy the ride wow so, it's always a pleasure to, to re-watch those so many good stories and and uh, you hear from our members and, and what they've been up to and the challenges that they've had and overcome it's uh, it's pretty inspiring 100 so a couple of key takeaways that i had from nikki and corey's uh, case study so uh, they started doing labor only uh, on the tools, uh, relatively small company turnover-wise, and uh, their margins were reflective of that. Labor only, sometimes we joke around because it can be death by a thousand paper cuts, and that's kind of true, you know, like it can be good consistent cash flow, but it's very difficult to grow, it's very difficult to create a lifestyle and a business that works for you rather than a busy job with overheads. So, you know, by the book, maybe Nick and Corey were not in the perfect position to jump on the program. They, you know, knew they had to though. They had been part of coaching programs before they wanted to adopt a growth mindset. They did that, they worked the plan and they really come out the other side incredibly well. Kudos to them for uh, putting in the hard work and for sticking to the plan and working the plan. Um, my big takeaway is that you need to get your pipeline full. You need to have a minimum margin, okay? Corey was targeting 20%. He needed to stop doing certain things that, he, that had helped him get to where he was we weren't going to help him get to where he wanted to be, which was a successful business owner rather than a successful builder. Okay, so he had to stop being on the tools, he had to stop being on site. They hired a team, okay, they uh, trained them, and Corey was able to delegate, so he was able to elevate. He then filled his time with key margin, high margin activities that generated more cash flow and more profitability. That was focusing on their sales and marketing, their numbers and pricing, and their team and systems. So. Fantastic stuff. I'd love to hear what your main takeaway was. Drop it in the comments below. Okay, we'll give Nikki and Corey a big uh, thumbs up and your favorite emoji in the comments below. Uh, Cam, what was your big takeaway? And uh, I suppose then we'll wrap up for the peoples at home. Yeah, 100%. You, you pretty much knocked a lot of them on the head there. I think the only other thing that I, we didn't really touch on was when uh, they talked a lot about team. 
Okay, and and a big problem for a lot of people at the moment is can't hire good guys, uh, or if I do, you know, they're all about the money, and then they'll jump ship to the next person who who pays the highest rate. So for them, there's a lot of key things that they spoke about. You know, looking after the team, taking them to social events, uh, you know, working with them on their personal goals as well as their work goals. You know, if you look after your team and your team culture, more importantly, it's not about the hourly rate, right? If you're upskilling them, if you're giving them a good environment, you know doing work that's close to home. There's so many different things you can do in that team dynamic that doesn't involve a paycheck. And that's ultimately why a lot of people will stick around with you rather than jumping ship for in a couple more dollars extra hour, you know? So uh, one thing we didn't touch on, I thought that was a really, really big takeaway for me. 100%. And just to elaborate on that a little bit further, uh, people that come to us who say they can't charge higher margins or, you know, that their, their members, can, that their customers compete on price, are the same people that have challenges retaining their, their staff, okay? There is a correlation or causation, I'm not too sure just yet, okay? But uh, you're right, you, can't com you have to compete on price when the only thing you talk about in your marketing is price. When you talk about your people, your process, your product, okay, you educate the prospect on why they should choose you over anybody else. Who are you, who are your team? Uh, how can I trust you and how can you help me specifically? and you satisfy those big concerns around timeline, budget, trustworthiness, quality, and communication, then you're educating them on other variables other than price. You're introducing variables other than price, and you're educating them on why they shouldn't make a decision exclusively on price. The same principles apply when hiring guys. If you don't talk about your community, your culture, your career progression, okay, your accountability, your software, a day in the life, then you're 100% going to have to pay at or above market rate to attract the best people. Okay, but this is not a uh, this is not this is not a negotiation. This is a collaboration when you're trying to find good people, and we need to market and show why they should come and work for you, so that you can position yourself as the employer of choice in your area, rather than just uh, accepting that it's too hard out there, and uh, you know deciding to, to not try to solve the problem. This is a challenge that's not going away. You better solve the problem today or in two years time, it's entirely up to you. Awesome, man. Love it. It's been, uh, been really good breaking down one of those case studies. Let us know in the comments below, biggest takeaway, uh, any, uh, any props to Nikki and Corey, or if you found this helpful at all, uh, it's one thing watching the case study, it's, it's another thing going through and understanding why some of the things they've done are important. Okay, so thought we'd just share that, got that uh, goal behind the scenes with you. Uh, if you thought it was helpful, again, chuck that in the comment. We can do some more. And uh, otherwise, here's to your success. We'll see you next time. Take care, guys. Have a good one. See ya.